What's happening, guys? What's up? What's going on? It's good to have all four of us back on the podcast. Who's the four? The four? The four. The, the, well, the all four. four. Which four? All four Fantastic of us. four. The fantastic four. Name the, uh, name the individual talking. <laughs> the individual talking? Yeah, I'm saying oh. the audience doesn't know who. The oh four yeah, are. yeah, that's true. The four doesn't. It's good to have. Yeah, I'll, we'll let you guess who's who's here, who's not here, and so, and uh, kind of deal. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, Jamie's here. <laughs> it's good. It's John's really good. here. Brent's yeah. here. Oh, Brent. Hey. Hey, hey. Uh, Brent's here. And the old man. And wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wisdom. Where's the wisdom? It's a lot. You know what? You know what Pastor Mike has right now, Pastor Sean. Oh, that is. Uh, that's leading the team now. What biggest beard? He's leading the team. I am best beard in the room. I'm a little disappointed. Brent He's got it. Brent gave up the belt. I mean, yeah, we were all a little shocked when Brent walked into staff meeting. We're like, "Bro, what'd you do? Lost Man. my manhood." Oh gosh. <laughs> no How long, did Teresa no respond longer to are no guest as being my son? Uh, yeah, yeah, right. exactly. I'm not looking like Mike anymore. Yeah. Uh, How did Teresa respond to that? Well, she's been praying for it for about five years, so. <laughs> Did you tell her, or was it like a surprise when she got home? She was surprised I cut it down that much. Was it an accident or purpose? It was purposeful. Okay, you were like, oh, yeah. so what was that? I was just tired. You are just tired? Just okay. tired of it. It's a lot to maintain. Are you getting yeah. back? Are you heading back in that direction? Or? Uh, no. No, you're... No, this you're, feels good to wake up and just go. Gotcha. That beard, man, it's that long. A lot of work? Have, that's a lot. Of, a lot of blow drying, a lot of washing really? and conditioning and wow. oils and, yeah. Flood. Wow. I had hopes for you, Brent, that you would one day be the great bearded dad again. That's right. I don't know from like I was looking at pictures from last summer when oh. we were on the boat together. Oh, like man. how long the beard was then. Oh, yeah. I was like, that was that was uh that was wild. If that picture ever comes out. What picture are we talking about? We we're on the boat. Yeah, my, your beard split oh, down the middle. Oh yeah. It was like the yeah. Red Sea. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Anyway. Hey, so we just started a brand new series. Yeah. Cloud of Witnesses. Yeah. Cloud of Witnesses. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I, I, I just want, wanted to spend, you know, the rest of the year uh, talking about characters uh, from the Bible, Hebrews 12. You know, when Hebrews 12, one talks about that. And so um, I always, I've always uh, envisioned, like, man, who are these Cloud of Witnesses that, you know, that the writers are talking about or crowd of witnesses or, um, you know, the other translations say. And so, you know, Hebrews 11 points to that, to certain individuals and those that are, you know, cheering us on in, in the faith. And, and uh, but Hebrews 12, one is one of my all-time favorites um, passages. And I, I've preached it probably more, um, you know, especially as a youth pastor, but, you know, just running the race. And, but mm -hmm. there's one, there's one line that really, I, th I think we don't talk about enough is when it talks about let us strip off every weight that slows us down and the sin that easily trips us up. And, and I, I like it because I think there's a lot of things in our lives that aren't sin, but they potentially are leading us there. And so when he's talking about running a race and he's saying, hey, listen, some of you are weighed down uh, in this race and it's not supposed to be that way. It's mm -hmm. not how I intended it to be. And uh, I need you to, to, to check the weights. And, um, and then there is sin that's tripping you up. Mm -hmm. And so we need to talk about that sin, too. But we really need to talk about the weights, too, because it's, uh, it's weighing you down. And I, I used to always do this illustration where 
I would have the fastest guy in the room race the slowest guy in the room. And uh, it was from a youth pastor standpoint, it was always fun because, you know, everyone's laughing at the kid yep. that's not fast. Turtle. And uh, and then I would I would personally get on the fastest kid's back. And I would say, all right, let's race now. And we'd race. And, uh, you know, obviously the biggest kid would win and the fastest kid wouldn't. And we'd say, well, what was the reason the fastest kid didn't win? And we said, because he was weighed down. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, so it was mm-hmm. just a, a great visual for students to go, okay. This is what Wade does, and uh, obviously we know this, um, but that's the reason I like it. And anyway, so we just want to spend, uh, you know, a couple weeks, sixteen weeks, uh, just talking about these individuals that Hebrews eleven talks about in their faith and stuff like that. A real quick question for you: How would you how would you define what is the difference between, in your mind, in regards to this text, like sin and weight? What is a weight versus, you know, obviously what is? How would you define those two things? Sure. Like I, I don't think it's wrong to. Uh, to be on the internet. Sure. But I think it's wrong to be on the internet uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially if that being on the internet is causing me to neglect my family or yeah. I've always said the, the internet, social media is a great resource. Mm-hmm. It's a way to connect as a community, but it can be abused. So it could be a weight right. that it's now good. has led me to, you know, down a path where I'm on, you know, I'm up late at night and looking yep. at things I shouldn't be looking at. And right. now it's become sin. Yep. And it's now weighing or affecting my, my marriage. No, that makes you know, sense. That's really um, good. You know, I don't think, uh, I think alcohol can be a weight. I mean, Proverbs, we're reading staff, you know, last week, Proverbs 23. Yeah. But uh, as it continued in Proverbs 23, it talks about the, the poison that alcohol is in it. Yeah. And uh, so I think it could be a weight, and sure. I think it could lead to a, a life of sin. And so... Um, so yeah, that that's how I would define it. That's good. I mean, you guys might have a yeah, different definition. That's really good. No, I, I would just continue adding on to what you're saying, Pastor Jamie. Uh I mentioned this past week, uh, even kind of setting up some things. Uh the word translated hinders carries with the idea of a burden or mass that has you bent over by the weight. Mm-hmm. And I think a runner can't run and see where he's going if he's constantly bent over and looking at the ground. Yeah. But then also entangles speaks of a runner that's surrounded on all sides by obstacles that would keep him from reaching the finish line. Hmm. And so I think of burdens and sins Mm -hmm. that block you all the way around you. And so they're constantly pushing on you. So it's harder and harder to go where you're supposed to be running because you constantly have a burden, a sin, whatever that may be around you, and then you have no peace. Hmm. Yeah. I just think that was interesting. I've never looked at it like that where it was I always thought about weights and it pulling you down, which is true. But when I thought about if this sin of, let's say, like you said, uh, pornography in front of you or a burden of spending all my time on the cell phone, it's on that. And so you're completely a slave Hmm. and you're not walking in freedom. Yeah. I I think, too, uh, the deception maybe of... Uh, and when it comes to weight, the subtlety maybe is a better word that, mm. you know, when, when you put on a certain weight, let's say your weight jacket or whatever, at the beginning you can carry it pretty good, but the further you go, you're, it begins to weaken your endurance. Mm. And so a lot of times sin isn't just the the blatantness of it. It's mm-hmm. the deceptive. It's it's like the leaven in a lump. Yeah. It's like yeast in a lump. Mm. It just it begins to decay and decay and you begin to you know, do things out of character and and 
slowly you find yourself in this place that all of a sudden it's like, whoa, you know, it's the way I'm thinking and affects mm-hmm. the way I'm thinking, affects my actions, uh, my, For sure. my, you know, reactions and my responses. And so I, I think that's more, yeah. uh, to me, is probably the more critical element of, of weight and sin. It's mm, good. So, so. so then why is uh, the cloud of witnesses so important to, you know, this conversation? Well, for me, like when you read Hebrews 12 and it's talking about the cloud of witnesses that are surrounding you, that are encouraging you, there's <clears throat> you go back to Hebrews 11 and look at who those cloud of witnesses mm-hmm. are. And so it's talking about their stories. And, and just like when we say, hey, share your story, yeah. uh, knowing that, man, my story is going to help someone else because of uh, how it turned out, because of what God has done. And because of that, I get to share that story, and now it's going to be a witness to this other individual that's running this race. Yeah. And uh, so I just, obviously we didn't, we're not spending on every person in Hebrews 11, but, um, you know, the Noahs, the Abrahams, the Davids, you know, the Samsons, the the Gideon, um, just all of them that uh, really because of their faith. And, and I think the biggest point that I really want to make is God takes nobodies um, mm. and uh, mm. and uses them, and I think it should for all of us. It should be a a mark that man that God um, takes our story and uses it for good. And uh, despite what we've done in our past, uh, He wants to do that. And so, um, yeah, it's really good. So I mean, I don't know if we want to jump into Noah and talk about him right now. But one of the thoughts that I've just had, you know, as hearing you talk, is like, you know, how how um, relatable is that today do we currently like do we have like cloud of witnesses are we a cloud of witness sure. like in modern day you know um um processing thinking you know we read hebrews 11 hebrews 12 we these saints that have gone before us so to speak been example characters in the bible examples in the bible how does that relate to like cloud of witnesses you know in our modern day everyday you know kind of situations of life sure because it is powerful. You're right. I mean, the whole idea of story and encouragement, like all of those things are, you know, all well, of those. Well, and I think, I think each, each story is unique, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, for, for me and Noah, you know, you know, he's living in a culture and, and the Bible actually talks about as in the days of Noah, you know, so well, you have to go back and look at, okay, yeah. if, if we're talking about as in the days of Noah, then what were the days of Noah? So when you read Genesis 6 through 9, and you start talking about like what it was like, and yet God found favor. It says that in, you know, Hebrews eleven, God found favor with Noah, and it's like, okay, what was? And even my commentaries in in Genesis six says it wasn't that Noah was perfect; it was that God found him blameless, and so He uses the word blameless, or, or favor with Him and righteous. And so there's something different about Noah in culture. I mean, going back to what Pastor Mike said. You know, are we creating culture? Noah was creating culture in his family. That's the reason the family got to go. That's the reason that God, you know, allowed this family to to experience it because he was creating culture in his family, even though culture around him was crazy. And Mm -hmm. uh, so to me, his story is unique, and and it is a little different than Abraham's. It is different than Jacob's. It is different than David's, but it's still something we need to hone in on and and talk through. Mm. Yeah. So think about this. Let me give you a word picture. So from Hebrews 12, one, the great cloud of witnesses mm-hmm. that are surrounding. So the picture, if you look at the original language, 
here's the word picture to give you. It's like we're in the arena. Go back to the old Roman times. We're in the arena, in in down in the pit, in the fight. Okay. Mm-hmm. And surrounding us in the Colosseum, because that word clouds is a word that was used for the upper seat in the Colosseum. So the Colosseum Colosseum is filled with all the people from Hebrews eleven and all of this. And they're the ones cheering us on. They're the ones, you know, on our side. Yeah, that's good. As we're in the fight, and not in the sense of yelling, you know, that type of thing, but in the sense of we can go back and know this is what they fought, this is how they did it, and they're the ones saying this is what we did, this is how we did, this is how we overcame, mm-hmm. this is how we had the breakthrough, this is how we repented. All of these things, that's that's the Colosseum that's around us mm-hmm. through these mm-hmm. Hebrews 11, you know, 12, and the lives of all these other people. Mm-hmm. So we can go back and mm-hmm. see what they did. That's really good. We're not alone in this. Yeah, yeah that's sure. what I was thinking. I mean, I'm thinking that we realized we are not alone. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't, who doesn't need at times or want to be cheered on in this race? Mm-hmm. And so many times I think the enemy uses isolation and makes you feel like you're the only one that has been in this spot. And you always look at Scripture and go, oh, they did so, so many great things. But I think that's what this chapter reminds us of, setbacks after setbacks for these men and women of faith that had such great comebacks. Yeah. And so I, I love that. It just it, it, it stirs my heart to be— and understand that I'm not alone. Yeah. I'm just not alone. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like to be a part of a team? Right. You're not alone. Well, I think the people that don't like to be part of a team are hiding something. So yes, good. sir. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly point. right. Or want to do their own thing and and don't want opinions yep. or um, I th- and I think what tied in so well with what Pastor Michael talked about two weeks ago mm-hmm. is that culture. And the things that are happening. And that's why I really focused on Genesis 6 when it says, um, the Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted Mm -hmm. that he made human beings on the earth and his heart was deeply troubled. It's like in the middle of of all of that... um, Noah was found to have favor with the Lord. And so, like, for the, for the individuals, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Yeah. Um, Noah did. Mm. And so, um, and, that's, and that's really what, like, the guy that's cheering you on right now knows what you're going through. Because mm-hmm. I think there, there tends to be this tendency that we have, like, this is, this is new or... <laughs> I'm the only one going through it. That's what isolation does. Mm-hmm. Nobody struggles like I'm struggling. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, what, what's so important about a cloud of witnesses is that, no, I know where you're at. You know, it's the difference between, you know, sympathy and empathy. Like the sympathy is I can be sympathetic for you, but I don't know where you're going through. Empathy is like, I know exactly what you're going through and I'm here. Mm-hmm. I, I made it through. So he, he, here's what you need to understand. You can make it through too. I made mm-hmm. it through. I'm a, so it, it eliminates the lie that I'm alone. It eliminates the lie that I, I, I how am I going to get through this? Well, here's someone who did. So now I can go, oh, okay, I'm going to make it because he made it. Yeah. And and that's to me, comes back to the team. So it comes back to culture. It comes back to, you know, the excuses that I think we come up with that 
you know, we're not going to make this. And it was right. like, no, we're, we're going to, we are going to make it and we're going to thrive while making it. I mean, I think of the story about, you know, Noah that is so incredible to me is the, uh, because he was righteous, he trusted and obeyed God. And uh, w- because we get to flip a page and not years, to me, the years <laughs> of trusting yeah. God. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't an act of obedience. It was acts of, of obedience. obedience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the ridicule that, yep. I mean, because it said, uh, you know, God allowed a few. That First Peter, I think, says God allowed a few. In fact, eight people to get on that boat with him. And it's like, man, you were of eight people were allowed to get on that boat. You know what I mean? So it's acts of obedience of people mocking. And again, people mocking something that had never happened. You and we see floods all the time. We can see pictures. We can see this has never happened. So it's not like he's saying this is going to happen again. Right. He's saying one day this is going to happen and they don't know what he's talking about, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, this was downloaded from God. This is, and so to me, the acts of obedience to keep going, and that's why I like the word perseverance in mm-hmm. Hebrews 12. It's like, this guy persevered. Yes. It wasn't just like he made a good decision and got 15 minutes of fame. He had, you know, years of obeying God when it was very difficult. There's well, so much there. Yeah, and in the commentary, I think it says a 120-year gap yeah. between building and the flood. Mm-hmm. We get riled up when... It's not the next day or a few weeks. Our patience yeah, and, yeah. you know, ridicule and frustrations all. You think this man, 120 years of obeying and struggling and pressing, that built that endurance over and over. He was calloused in the sense of hardened that this is what God's called me to do. That's just amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, I was just sitting here thinking about how much we were affected in the isolation of COVID <laughs> that was just basically months yeah. and the effect that that's had on us yeah. and the revealing of how minimal our perseverance was, right. resilience was. And then here's Noah, a hundred plus years dealing with all these types of things right. and the endurance and perseverance he had to have had all based upon his trust in God, because mm-hmm. he never had a prototype, nothing to go off yeah. of. No. And it, so that, that to me, is very powerful. That's, that's a powerful part, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it almost, I mean, it's almost like how in the world, you know? That's un- unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Hmm. You know, one of the thoughts I had in regards to just being alone is the fact that, like, you know, the, the mental picture that you painted, you know, about the crowd, you know, in the arena, arena, um, like, you know, if you want to be affected by the cloud of witnesses, you have to allow yourself to be seen. And if you don't get in the arena, allow people to see you where you're at and everything that's going on in your life, you'll never, you know, the things that the, the Lord desires for you to be a part of or even just being affected Know what it feels like, you know, being a part of that whole experience. There's so much you're missing out on when you don't when you don't allow yourself um, to be known and to be yeah. seen. Sure. And um, you know, and you think if you can't be seen by, if you're not allowing yourself be to be seen by, you know, individuals that you can, you know, that are in front of you, uh, are are you really allowing yourself to be seen by God? Right. You know, I mean, obviously He can see you. 
it's, you know, it's, you know, it's like what you said a while back, Pastor Jamie, Adam and Eve, it's like he's saying, Adam, where are you at? Well, he knows where Adam's at, you know, right. that's not why he's asking the question, you know, he knows where you're at, but are you allowing him, um, are you allowing yourself to be seen? You know, what's interesting about that, Pastor Sean, is when, when God asked Adam, where are you, he wasn't trying to, he didn't, wasn't looking for Adam to give him a geographical response. Hmm. What he was asking, it, it literally, he was asking him, what kind of condition are you in? Mm-hmm. What condition are you in? Yeah. Hmm. And I think that's where a lot of times, you know, God's saying to us through these things, because he's wanting us, it's not like God doesn't know, right? but he's wanting us to reveal, to be honest yep. with hmm. ourselves and with him. And I think that's so much what we learn through these great cloud of witnesses are those types of things. I, I was thinking about, you know, Noah, because we, you know, Pastor Jamie said, you know, it wasn't any one of these individuals that wasn't without their faults. Mm-hmm. But as I was rereading uh, Hebrews 11 recently, I was thinking about this. It, it's a very simple statement, but it's very powerful. Sin is forgivable. And I think sometimes when we forget that is how sin keeps us captive. Because as you read about all these lives, what was it? Sin was forgivable. Yeah. God will forgive us if we're yeah. repentant. Yes. So. And this is the perspective that I, <clears throat> that I, that I really emphasized this past Sunday that I, I need people to really hear because I think when we read Genesis six and we see, I think it's more of a beautiful picture of God's grace than it is anything else. And and here's why, because when, yes. when you look at the 120 years, it wasn't that it would take him that long or that God was, you know, um, you know, it's going to take him 120 years to build it. it. had nothing to do with that. It was the fact that God was giving a generation 120 years to repent. And that was the... That's the epiphany for me. It's like wow. God was patient. And when, so when First Peter 3 says God is patient with us, it's talking about the 120 years. He's saying like, hey, listen, God allowed them this 120 years to repent of the things that were happening. Um, and yet only eight people were saved. Um, I mean, I'll read it. Those who disobeyed God long ago when God waited patiently. While Noah was building the boat, only eight people were saved. And that water is a picture of baptism, which now saves you, not by removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience. It is effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it was like, it's this picture of God going, God is being patient with you. What are you doing now in the patience? What are you doing now in this time that God is allowing you to, uh, to repent? Mm. to change because I think we're very good at excuses in our culture and uh, God's saying, no, 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 you're without excuse now. I'm being patient with you. I'm not, I'm not forcing you. I'm not urging you. I'm Mm -hmm. being patient with you to, and it's what we, you know, was mentioned earlier. Like we're working out our own salvation. Like he's walking with us in this patience, leading us, along the things that we're struggling with and being patient with us. And uh, I, I think it's just an incredible picture of God's yeah. grace that is so mind-blowing um, to me. 
And I heard, I don't know if you guys heard this as youth pastors, but I would always hear students say, I'll worry about that when I'm older. Hmm. And I'll, I'll never forget when we had a, a death in our youth group and uh, it was tragic. It was a mistake by a hospital. And, and I, I heard one of our students say, uh, we're not promised tomorrow, are we? And they experienced it in real life. Like, wow. Hey, this happened. The, uh, someone my age was taken in middle school and it's unjust. It's unfair. But I think they, what, what happened in our youth group is that there was this realization of like, Hey, uh, there's something bigger happening here. And, um, and to me, that's what it's like when God's being patient with us. Something bigger is happening here. Um, and it's his love and it's his grace for us that yeah. I, I think people need to really just see and, and experience. Amen. Yeah, it's going to be a great, a lot. great, great so series. Good. Yep. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, I'm just hearing you guys, well, hearing just uh, everyone talking, just some of the things that you just said. I can't wait to hear about the freedom that's about to happen in people's lives. As they, when you think about like when you're struggling with something so much and then you hear about somebody else's story, this cloud mm-hmm. of witness and how they got through things or whatever, and just the patience of God, the grace of God uh, to the the expectation we should have in regards to the things that God wants to do in individuals' lives as they yeah. hear about these cloud of witnesses, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be good. Hey, do you mind uh, praying us out, Brent? Sure. You good with that? Sure. Let's do it. Oh, Father, we just thank you. Uh, God, we give you thanks. Uh, just reminded of your grace as we talk, and as Pastor Jamie shares, the, the grace that we get to experience from you, the opportunity for growth the opportunity to uh, lay our weights down, lay our sins down. There's power in confession. There's power in realizing one another's story. There's power in seeing the freedom and the struggle of these great men and women of faith. May we be encouraged. May we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling in this journey. So bless the weeks to come in this series. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the This Is Life podcast. If you are interested in sharing your story, you can text the word STORY to 618-232-4707. For more information on Life Community Church, you can visit our website at lifeillinois.org. We'd also love to see you on a Sunday morning at church at either 830 or 1030.